Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to be. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6. And it's a very special Saturday. It's Holy Saturday. It's also Passover. Happy Easter. Happy Passover. I try to, my mother is the biggest talk radio listener I've ever known. I mean, two o'clock in the morning, you hear her listening to the talk. I mean, she <laughs> listens to talk radio and she, she objects because her problem is that it's usually so negative. She's like, you gotta, you gotta lighten up a little bit. I'm like, really? My show is based on the news. How, <laughs> you know, I can't lighten up, but it's Easter weekend. And I am, I think that the very least I can do is uh, is recognize that and respect it. So what I've been doing at the top and bottom of each hour is just uh, picking one in order of the virtues. There's four cardinal virtues and three theological virtues. And I feel like uh, also in the immortal words of my mother when she was trying to explain to me why she um, has never really questioned being Catholic, she said, it's a better way to live. So I think that's true, and um, not necessarily Catholicism, but to try to be virtuous, these are the virtues. The first one I named was prudence, then judgment, and the third one uh, is fortitude. Fortitude, which is like, uh, uh, I've seen it also written as courage. It's the virtue that ensures firmness in difficulties and constancy in the pursuit of the good. It strengthens resolve to resist temptation and overcome obstacles in the moral life. It enables one. This is what I, I like. I, I have to draw on this a lot or had when I was in, uh, starting to do radio because it's not my natural thing to kind of be out there, be confrontational, uh, to draw a fire to myself. So it says the virtue of fortitude enables one to conquer fear, even fear of death. And to face trials and persecutions. It d- disposes one even to renounce and sacrifice his life in defense of a just cause. And I find that it's very easy for people who think that they would have been fighting in the Revolutionary Army to free uh, the American experiment from the chains of British um, uh, royalty that they don't realize when they fall for all this propaganda about why we need to bomb other countries or whatever, they're really succumbing to fear. They're succumbing to even the mass shooting. So the left and the right are both targets of fear propaganda campaigns. Mass shootings in schools seems to have a complete grip on the left. Radical Islamic terror has a complete grip on the right. And I think that fortitude is a, uh, a, a way to center you have no control over any of that, but you do have control over yourself. And that's what I think that these virtues are good for us to remember. As my mother also says in this long life, you're born to die. So 
if you're gonna if you only have 80 uh, or 90 or 100 years what can you do but uh do your best from the things you can control which is yourself so i think these are good th- words to live by Binkley, my producer, uh, has we had we were starting a very interesting conversation before the break. We're going to get back to that, but he also follows my Twitter feed. So, give me a tweet if you would, Binkley. All right, I have one from Brett who tweets: "Religion, the biggest conspiracy of all time." You know, I don't know. You know, it's for me. It's a better way to live. I appreciate Brett's viewpoint. I have a um, I I have a book on my nightstand that i have do not have the nerve yet to read called caesar's messiah that i've heard of it that. was a conspiracy you know i can't i'm not ready for that i just i don't even want to know but um regardless though regardless even if it is the greatest conspiracy of all time it's a limited hangout because in reality these virtues are virtues they it is a better way to live and that's why it's really important and this goes to what Binkley, you and I were talking about before the break, it's really important to focus on the content of what you're hearing, reading, believing, um, and not just follow people and personalities blindly, to use your own judgment, to require evidence, to go back to those like the the logical fallacies, the debate arguments, you know, don't fall for ad hominem attacks and all that kind of stuff. Really focus on what's true and good. Is fortitude good? I think it's good. I think it's good, regardless of of the broader implications. Um. So, but Binkley, what you were telling me about, we were talking about the this international fact-checking day what is it can you just give me a little rundown because i don't know about it. i'm sure the listeners don't know about it right this is is this spread across every mainstream media outlet all day long or it, not? it'll be talked about in the next couple of days probably people will start seeing it it's called international fact-checking day it's uh an, an initiative put on by a pointer institute and the international fact-checking network to teach people around the world uh, about fact-checking and to hold classes and courses for students and just individuals to basically make them completely vulnerable and blindsided by any real propaganda by that's funny because i i did we've talked about this numerous times on our our podcast which is on propaganda report daily.com where we get into depth of these things uh where i've noticed in the schools they they have this consistent uh movement that they've newly introduced on information you know awareness and yeah. information validation and i was really i i it was stunning to me that the the takeaway from from the presentation these people were making was uh, you know there are three tests for good information authority 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 <laughs> you know it's just yeah if if it comes from authority and it's funny because when i heard about the russian so one of the big portents of war is all our anti-russian stuff and what i think are some false flags so they're apparently a spy and his daughter were poisoned by something that could only have come from russia had russia's fingerprints all over it obvious so and of course you're like so does russia only have access to this thing couldn't it find something that somebody you know just to cover its tracks a little bit or are they just the biggest boobs of all time you know so when i heard the bbc in russia talking about it saying 
Well, if you believe the state media in Russia, I was like, okay, I do believe the BBC is owned by the British government. I don't know. Uh, and, And so we make fun of them for having, you know, authority is authority. We're so naive. We really believe in our free press, even though I think CBS, which was the example this school was using, I believe CBS was a originally a product of the War Department. The BBC was at first a product, a project of the War Department in England. These are, I, I think it's hard to argue that these guys aren't absolutely in lockstep with the official narrative. They would sooner, they have more of a defense. They, they feel more comfortable repeating the official narrative they feel more guarded from liability, repeating the official narrative, than telling a truth that is not a part of the official narrative. Like, they feel more vulnerable with the real truth. So, But that's not what you think. You think that they can be sued for libel. But it's been adjudicated that the press is not required to deliver proof. Really, more or less, that it's like entertainment. Yeah. And I'm talking about the mainstream Clearly. press. You know, but what we do, people pick on, so we have to have our ducks in a row. So yeah. you were telling me, like, how they're telling people to to evaluate this stuff what's your they provide tips and here's an example of one of the tips they provide that illustrates just how they operate they say the key to doubt the key is to doubt everything you read on social media your friends post and even what you receive in your whatsapp family group notice they didn't mention the mainstream media then they go on to say hold on i want to focus on that for a second okay they told you to question what anybody says to you don't believe anything that's actually coming out of someone you know and trust right. and your personal experience. This, to me, is the great scam of psychology and sociology that has been hijacked in that it tells you you can't believe your own eyes. There are forces at work that are so that are beyond our ability to perceive with our senses. So, um, But it doesn't mention, and the news, right? The glowing box in your living room. That's not. like in every science fiction book you've ever read about like how it je- how it delivers propaganda right into your brain. Okay, keep going. They go on to say, as much as you may doubt the traditional press, it is a legitimate source of information. It relies on journalists on the ground and can be penalized if it publishes false information. Wow, hold on. That's crazy. That is crazy. I didn't really, when you were... Tell me about this before. I did not hear that line. I don't know if you read it to me or not, but first of all, they have closed. I've heard so-called journalists or former journalists, real journalists, lamenting how they closed all the bureaus and all these actual ta- these actual countries. And one guy was even saying he's a reporter in Syria, and he tells like his affiliate here, and they totally distort the message to his extreme frustration. And that last thing that you said is exactly what I think is what is underlies everybody's faith in the press is that they think they will be penalized if they say something that isn't true. But I have seen falsehood come out of the mainstream media a hundred times. I've personally known for a fact they're wrong. They're wrong all the time (laughs) and they're never penalized. Correct. Never. And the one time they were almost penalized for for deliberate false reporting on the amount of hormones in a cow. Right. A complete lie. The judge was like, yeah, they don't owe you truth. The the mainstream media historically are the ones that have deceived countries into war, not the little outlets they're trying to silence. Oh, that is an excellent point. That is a really good point. Like um, the Lusitania, the German government was trying to take ads out telling people not to get on the Lusitania because it was carrying munitions and would be sunk. 
and I don't know if it was Wilson himself, but they actually tried to to keep those ads from running, which is murder, really. Wow. And a couple of the ads got through. Oh, there's so much more to talk about. Um, oh, I'm going to get to Bill. Hang on. Um, Bill wants to talk about, uh, I think he might be talking about suppression of the press under Lincoln. Very interested in that. 404-872-0750, 800-WSB-TALK. Uh, you could tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez. Well, no one's going to top that. On News 95.5 at AM 750, WSB. Mostly uh, to partly sunny tomorrow, a high forecast of 76. Weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. I'm going to go right to the phones, Bill. In Athens, uh, you have not a ton of time, so give me what you got. Hey, Monica, I just was listening um, when you were talking about the alien and sedition situation with the Federalists and the Democratic Republicans, uh, how Adams was actually... Uh, arresting people that spoke out against him. And then you compared it, contrasted it with President Lincoln. And as the war was breaking out, he actually closed down or suppressed over 300 newspapers and arrested uh, editors without charging them with the crime. Uh, pretty much of the 10 amendments in the Bill of Rights, I think he, he broke about seven or eight. But uh, it it's always used generally with for the people that are in power trying to remain in power even up to the present with um holder and uh, president obama uh using the nsa if i remember correctly to to find the notes from the ap reporters yeah so just just had to throw that out there that i don't have a real problem with fake news about him you know the level of hormones in cattle i got more (laughs) of a problem with fake news when they're telling us history it's actually different from the history that all of us either learned or are able to research to, to figure out what really was going on. Yes, and that's and that's such an interesting and important point in that, like with Lincoln, when you talk about that, when he went to those lengths and did things that uh, may have made the war more inevitable, I wonder if there's all this, you know, people talk about slavery as the issue in the Civil War, of course, I understand that, but there's some deeper history that suggests that there was a, a more of an international plot behind it, that Lincoln was playing for even bigger stakes, you know, really gets deep. And when you talk it, when you keep history at the surface, people are not prepared to analyze today's events in the context of things that have gone before. Let's finish this uh, great conversation after the break. Tweet at me at Monica Perez show. Monica Perez. Wow, that was intense. On News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750. WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6. And uh, it is a Easter weekend. Happy Easter. Happy Passover. Uh, and I, I try to, I'm trying to lighten the mood a little bit because it is a holiday weekend. It is the highest of holy days tomorrow in Christianity. And I thought I would um, pay some respect to that by, even if, like Brett, uh, we had a tweet from earlier, uh, 
to put it mildly, is skeptical of religion. I do. You can't. I think you can't deny that there are certain um, moral truths. We could even just start with, "Thou shalt not steal," and "Thou shalt not kill." I would say that's as objective as you can be, and it's actually how I teach my kids about government, about if you hold your government who, that only exists as an extension of your own rights, if you hold your government to that moral standard, you will have a just government. And and people, I, I, I think you would have a libertarian government. Thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not kill. Uh, but there's also, I think, a touchstones for me of how to cultivate good characteristics and i like to have guideposts for that kind of stuff not saying i can do it but it's nice to know what what the goal is so i've been rattling off the virtues there are four cardinal virtues and three theological virtues so i started with the cardinal ones prudence justice fortitude and the last one um is temperance temperance it's the uh it's the moral virtue that moderates the attraction of pleasures and provides balance in the use of created goods. It ensures the will's mastery over instincts and keeps desires within the limit of what is honorable. Uh, I have to say, I think temperance is relative. You're ta- talking to a girl whose hobby is to make craft cocktails. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I am moderate I am moderate, but in my enjoyment of them, in the, in the quantity, I am moderate. My enjoyment of them is extreme. Yeah, it's I relative. Love yeah. that stuff. So uh, some people, I think, can take temperance just too darn far. Isn't, isn't that a famous quote, like, moderation and moderation? Yeah. yeah. Even, you only need a little temperance every A little temperance. I'm going to temper my temperance. <laughs> um it's a good one. It is a good one. You're, I, I do also have a, a family that's sadly riddled by um, drug addiction and the terrible consequences of taking that too far. So I really don't like to laugh at that. Uh, it's It could be the most important one for some people just to survive in this life. So anyway, but I we have been talking about um, a couple of other things. One is that I know a lot of military families are on edge this weekend uh, as it, it can actually be a scary time for people deployed overseas. So we're talking a little bit about war and uh, and the possibility of war. And then I have noticed that there are actually a few things that um, actually a growing list of items in the news, policies that are being pushed that I think are portents of war. And one of them that I hadn't thought of, but my producer Binkley here uh mentioned to me is all this censorship stuff. I always put it in the context of total information control, which is really total social control. They want to surveil our information, but they want to censor the information we get just as a, as a basically this constant march towards totalitarian dictatorship that I see happening at the world level, world government, world corporation even is probably what it'll actually shake out to be. And, uh, but Binkley pointed out that the censorship can be is always present at the beginning of a war. So we were we were going back talking about some of the times that's happened in the past, and uh, and before the break we got a call from Bill, an excellent call, talking about he mentioned and I didn't know the number, I haven't verified it, but he said Lincoln shut down three hundred newspapers who objected, uh, northern newspapers who objected to his 
his prosecution of the war. There was probably legitimate dissent about the necessity of war to solve the problem. He was claiming it's solved. And when when does that was it Bill or somebody else who said it was a earlier Ken, I think earlier said it's like when George W. Bush said we have to stamp out Iraq because of 9-11. But Iraq had nothing to do with 9-11. So sometimes, these, right. you know, these poor these excuses that we see in the history books aren't even real. But um, I know Bakley wanted to comment on something that Bill said that caught his attention. I I want to. um yeah, let's do that. What did you? What was it that Bill was saying that you thought was was um, noteworthy? Well, he was just talking about the history of censorship, and you also talking about the Sedition Act. They don't, and all these international fact-checking network courses, Wait, the curriculum. So, in case people are just tuning in, what is this international fact-checking thing? The International Fact-Checking Network, they verify fact-checkers around the world. So only the legitimate ones or that people use, legitimate in their eyes, which are all incredibly liberal. So this International <laughs> Fact-Checking Network is is who's decided that? Is that something Trump created? No, that is something that was created after Trump got elected uh-huh. in 2017. And suddenly they're all the rave right now about fact-checking. Okay, and and they're telling us, and so I know you said earlier that Monday is International Fact Checking Day, so mm-hmm. I guess that's the day we're supposed to focus on it. But they're telling us, I, you said this earlier, to uh, a good place to start is to not listen to anything anyone you know or trust says, <laughs> right. and look only to authority yeah. and uh, and the mainstream media. But the history, the history of, but when we're taught about this stuff, they don't those people. And and your teachers or whatever, they never and when I've heard um like at my kids' schools them talking about information analysis, they never ever scratch the surface and talk about real propaganda techniques, which is what which is what um I think that goes hand in hand with what I've noticed about modern education versus classical education. The classical education, our senators children still get but we don't and what they did was they cut out rhetoric they cut out debate they cut out influence they cut out these 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 like the fallacies and stuff the truths that people always knew and how to critically analyze what you're being sold they're actually systematically have already taken that out of how we educate kids and you're saying i think you were also pointing out that uh, there are lots of propaganda techniques that even these guys who act like they're trying to save you from propaganda don't talk about because they're using them. Absolutely. They only teach this simplistic idea of fake news, and they teach nothing about the history of actual propaganda. And the impact of it. I yeah. mean, in every single... You can go back to every war and find false flags and crooked journalism and um, false narratives of why we're there. Right. And none right. of it came from 4chan. It came from the big media... Oh, yeah, because they're saying, like, don't listen to your your sites. And some of those sites are were created, as we know, from Cass Sunstein's memo. Cass Sunstein was Obama's information czar. He said we need to create uh, disinformation sites or infiltrate real information sites with nonsense that will discredit any creditable conspiracy theories. I mean, they talk about in that memo. How in Iraq, uh, because they don't have, they weren't burdened by things like the Constitution, when a news outlet claimed that not a suicide bomber but a U.S. missile was responsible for a bunch of deaths, the 
the U.S. military went in and closed down that media outlet. And this guy's saying that's what we need to get closer to. Exactly. You know, for the good of our narratives. And you're just kind of like, but what if they were right? You know what I mean? Who was your fact checker? But the fact checker is the so-called truth is having the right idea, which is why I want to read you a passage from the Sedition Act. Uh, the Sedition Act. So John Adams in 1798 wanted to was engaging in an undeclared war against France, if I recall correctly. And he passed these Alien and Sedition Acts to keep dissent down so that they could go in and use immigration law and press um, like veracity, press truth, the truth in media laws to quiet people who were legitimately dissenting. So they said, well, you're an enemy agent or you're lying. So they were the Alien and Sedition Act. So let me just tell you the little like Wikipedia one line blurb and then a little quote from the act. The Alien and Sedition Acts were four bills passed by the Federalist dominated fifth the U.S. Congress and signed into law by President John Adams in 1798. They made it harder for an immigrant to become a citizen, allowed the president to imprison and deport non-citizens who were deemed dangerous or who were from a hostile nation and criminalized making false statements that were critical of the federal government. So it's not that, that those were necessarily that that alien you know, agents of a foreign government who's a legitimate enemy. You you shouldn't be on the lookout for that. But it, the, that these were grossly abused is and they were meant to be. They were meant to be abused. That is what is interesting about it. And here's the Sedition Act. Uh, it says the Sedition Act provided fines and jail penalties for anyone who, and this is a quote from them, shall excerpt really um shall write print utter or publish false scandalous and malicious writing or writings against the government of the united states or either house of congress or the president with intent to defame or to bring them into contempt or disrepute or excite against them the hatred of the good people of the united states now that is all they do now all they do is take trump and throw these barbs at him it's as if the the little bit about um, suppressing quote false news is a minor compared. Well, we obviously still have the First Amendment right because we can uh, we can denounce the president all day long. No one is going to put us in jail for saying bad stuff about about the president. And it occurred to me in thinking about this stuff that a really really significant major difficult purpose if you really want to go down the rabbit hole uh that what trump serves is just that is drawing all this fire drawing all this attention the kind of personality that the the big personality that's needed to occupy 24 7 the news stations and make you think you're following the news while real stuff is going on real war might be being ginned up right now uh that maybe his true purpose, if you think that the military industrial congressional complex that Eisenhower wa- warned us about is really running the show, maybe he's there to be the distractor in chief. Maybe, I mean, think about his personality. Think of how he feeds into that press cycle, draws the fire. It makes it feel like the press is is free to criticize. And what, what it really does is keep them from um, being called to account for not encouraging the real news but we have to wrap it up but what do you think Binkley you got a um do you oh we were I know what we were gonna do we we're gonna play that clip the clip of Facebook and uh and then what 
We'll play it coming out. So we're going to take a quick break, but first set up the clip that we're about to hear. All right. Facebook had a press conference yesterday outlining some of the steps they're taking to fight fake news prior to the midterm elections here and prior to elections around the world. And one of the steps that they mention is what they're enabling fact checkers to do. Now, fact checkers are only the ones that are certified by this international fact checking network, which are so, incredible. And who's, wa- who's watching the watchers? Exactly. You know, that's the famous. So uh, stay tuned through the break and we're going to play that clip coming right out uh also taking calls 800 wsb talk this is monica perez monica perez yeah well you know that's just like uh your opinion man on news 95.5 at am 750 wsb we have in a couple of the countries where we've recently launched like italy and mexico uh, enabled fact-checkers to proactively flag things to us. The rationale behind this was that in some cases, fact-checkers are able to identify hoaxes that are spreading um, faster than our systems are, particularly in countries where we've just launched. Because in countries where we've just launched, our ability to detect misinformation and the specifics of how the misinformation uh, manifests in those countries isn't as sophisticated as it is after being in a country for, for many months with a fact-checking uh, program. In order to reduce latency, particularly in advance of elections, which we had in Italy and which are upcoming in Mexico, we wanted to ensure that we gave fact checkers that ability. That was the chick from Facebook. I'm going to hear about more about that in a second. I want to tell you, though, that it is gorgeous outside. It's 65 degrees, and uh, the weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. I want you to, when you think about that, that was the a, a woman from Facebook talking about how they have an army of people. I think Zuckerberg said something like 40,000 more people were going to be added to their uh, army of fact checkers. And you have to ask yourself when you hear her, do you want her and her team deciding what's true or not? Because unless they also have an army of journalists and spies, you know, and people have infiltrated different governments and organizations are on the ground for every fact that emerges from someone's cell phone somewhere. They don't really know. So would you wouldn't isn't the beauty of the anarchy of Facebook and the Internet that you can evaluate the raw data yourself? I mean, isn't it? So I think so. Yeah. Um, I do want to get to a call. Let me go to John and Marietta. Hi, John. You are on with Monica. Hi, Monica. I don't know if anyone has taken this up yet with you. I just tuned in about 10 minutes ago. But the Alien Sedition Act, it was used very, very frequently and freely by the patron saint of all leftists, Franklin Roosevelt, whereas uh, there were no search warrants needed. And I'm speaking from experience. No search warrants were needed. FBI agents just show up at your house, and so we have information. There's uh, radios here. You're commu- communicating with Germany. Or you have Japan. firsthand experience with this? Yes, yes, I did. I was wow. a child when the our house was raided. Of course, nothing was found. I had uh, two brothers in the infantry in uh, the Pacific fighting, and... Uh, it's just if someone called and said, well, they, they have a radio there, then the FBI trots out there and empties your drawers out looking for... Well, they're one radio. of the laws, I believe, under Wilson, so that would have been World War One, was that you weren't allowed to have uh, wireless communication devices. I'm not sure if that was 
people who uh, were... Yeah, wireless apparatus. Alien enemies were prohibited from owning such goods as firearms, aircraft, or wireless apparatuses. So, yeah, uh, yeah that rings also, true. Yeah, and if also you Roosevelt had exported a lot of Italian people that uh, well, or not, I just know of you know three or four, but uh, saying they were dangerous. I don't know what the danger was. He said, uh, "We have nothing to fear, but fear itself. We had him to fear." <laughs> well, World War II. what's Interesting to me is if you look at what we're told, what I believe to be the origin of some of these uh, of our rights and the Bill of Rights from quartering soldiers to the Second Amendment to right to privacy. These were the rights that our founders thought we needed because they had just experienced the Revolutionary War. So they were actually trying to ensure those privacies even for rebels, real rebels, not just you know, outside aliens. So, so in my mind, this argument that in the time you'd have to suspend the Constitution to preserve it or to defend it, which was used from Lincoln to Bush, uh, falls flat for anybody who really thinks about how courageous it is for us to stick by the Bill of Rights just at the time when, uh, you know, the fear propaganda is at its greatest. So lots more of this fascinating conversation after the break. 800-WSB-TALK, or you can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today, and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 